0: Hi, Govanen Melunin, and thanks for tuning in to Speak, Friend, and Enter, a podcast where my sister and I use Tolkien's books to explain some things the movies didn't make totally clear. She's Audrey, the movie guy, and I'm Leah, the book fella. Let's jump right back in, discussing Saruman's troubled relationship with the Ents.
1: Um, now we are back, hanging out with uh, Saruman Junk. Mm-hmm. Our first question is... Where does Saruman get his nails done? <laughs> He's like <laughs> over at the palantir and it's just like such a beautiful manicure and I'm just like, damn.
0: Like perfect pointed perfect.
1: nails.
0: Well, <laughs> they think those were like Lee press-on nails. Christopher Lee press-on wow. nails. Get out. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll see you later. No, you
1: know that's the real deal. He grew his nails out with his like <laughs> wizard magic.
0: That is fair. He would <laughs> he would have the magic to make them strong so they wouldn't just bust.
1: Yeah. So, real question, though.
0: (laughs) No, I felt that was pretty real.
1: (laughs) Scholarly. (laughs) So they, um, Isengard is, like, on the edge of Fangorn Forest. Mm -hmm. And Tarman says something about we are right on, you know, it's right at our doorstep, basically. Uh Are they using the trees as, like, a resource? like Why are they suddenly tearing down all of the all of the trees, because this just doesn't seem clear in the movies.
0: Uh, I think it's just to use their wood as fuel for his, like, evil weaponry. Got it. Uh, Saruman is where we get most of our industrialization equals bad yeah. moralizing, Yeah, <laughs> and this feels like it's leaning into that, like he's indiscriminately chopping trees just in case he needs them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't need these now. Yeah. I may.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tolkien was very big into like machinery bad, uh, industrialization bad, yeah. mass producing bad. He wasn't totally wrong. <laughs> He's not totally wrong, but I mean, it's not.
1: It's not evil, but it is to a degree, and Saruman does exploit Definitely. Yeah. Like, just, like, deforestation, just for my, like, (laughs) feelings of comfort and security. Yeah, exactly. Not (laughs) seems like
0: a fair trade, right?
1: (laughs) So, um, and Fangorn is where the Ents are from. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trees that they're tearing down, they appear non-sentient. But are they? Like, do they feel pain? Are all of the trees in Fangorn, like, Ents? Are they
0: all Ents? Um, Not all trees are Ents. The Ents were created by Iluvatar Mm -hmm. um, at the urging of Yavanna, the queen of the earth, uh, to be shepherds and protectors of normal
1: trees. Hmm, we need that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um. that's that's what Tolkien (laughs) thought. That's why he invented them.
1: So uh, Ents are mad about this. Not because they're necessarily like, you are killing my brother, but you are
0: destroying
1: what I am, like sworn to protect
0: exactly yeah and like, you don't need it yeah and your 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 methods are evil your your goals are evil like they're pulling up beautiful trees with like deep deep root structures yeah. like that they've been there for
1: hundreds of years exactly yeah 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 okay cool that's a pretty short scene so that's already over <laughs> we nailed like, it orcs are like what do we do now Saruman? <laughs> and saruman's like Take down the trees! And then, end of scene. <laughs> that was a pretty good impression of both. Thank you. <laughs> so, now um, we're at Weathertop. We're back on the road with Du Bois. Back, back with Du Bois. Um, cooking some nice crispy bacon. And... Tomatoes? Put it out!
0: Um, Frodo steps on the fire with his gnarly hooves. <laughs> so...
1: so yeah, my first question about this is what is or was Weathertop? It looks like people don't really hang there anymore, but it obviously was something once significant because it's like in ruins, yeah. basically.
0: Like so much of Middle Earth. Yeah. It's ruins now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, before the group leaves Bree, Strider describes Weathertop as a hill north of the road, halfway between Bree and Rivendell. So, for their purposes, it's like a good landmark. landmark, Yeah. Yeah. And for a little bit of history, we're going back in time again. Mm -hmm. The northern Manish kingdom of Arnor, the one that Isildur had ruled, Mm -hmm. falls to a civil war when a king dies about 2100 years before Frodo times. So, this is still in the Third Age, it's about a thousand years after Isildur times. Got it. Um, this king Gollum, dies. Golem times. <laughs> it's Gollum times. That's right. <laughs> uh, this king dies and all three of his sons want the throne. They split the kingdom into three regions. Arthedain, Cardolan, and Rudaur, which again, I will not be using the correct pronunciation after that first <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, so Weathertop, or Amansul was the tallest of the weather hills and it marked part of the border between Arthedain and Rudaur. Okay, got it. It was used as a watchtower Mm. during a war between King Argyleb of Arthedain and the Hillmen who were ruled by the Witch King of Angmar. Oh. Yeah. So Argyleb and the Dunedain held the line for 50 years, but eventually the Witch King destroyed the watchtower.
1: Got
0: it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was just like an important... Military. I don't want to say stronghold. It was more like yeah. the places in Just like Gondor. A yeah, where they had the, the fires. Beacons. Yes, thank you. Yes,
1: it was like a beacon. It was like a beacon. It was like a beacon. Um, cool. So now Pippin and Merry, as they often do, they fucked up and... Started <laughs> started a fire. They started Which attracted a ton of attention. <laughs> yeah, and now the Witch King is after them. Although, I kind of feel like half the time that... Attention is drawn, it's because Frodo is freaking out, scolding Merry and Pippin. For sure. And if he would have just been a little bit more chill, and just been like, shh, let's put out the fire, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, he just quietly did it, instead of him being like, put it out! And then just, like, stopping everywhere and, like, screaming and because stuff. Because it really
0: is, like, Frodo yells, put it out! And then immediately Nat's screams. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: it's kind of Frodo's fault, too, for just, yeah. like, I get why he's on edge, but just, like, <laughs> You're not helping. We can all take that (laughs) lesson. Just to chill a little bit. Yeah. So now the Witch King is there. The Witch King and four other Nazgul. Only four of them. Mm -hmm.
0: It's five of them total. Where's the other one? I don't know. They're like off doing stuff.
1: (laughs) Got more important things to do than getting the ring. They're one sworn duty.
0: (laughs) Well, they were off getting manicures with Saruman. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So he's like reaching for the ring and there's kind of like whispering happening mm-hmm. i assume in like the the black tongue the black speech of mordor <laughs> so like do you know what he was whispering
0: i wasn't able to find any information about this i like looked for scripts i looked uh-huh. for transcripts and they were all just like brackets whispering
1: huh. so
0: i don't know if it's, I, it's even anything
1: i bet i bet you it's something like i bet you know because there was there's that guy whose name I should learn, because I mention him <laughs> from time to time, but yep. he's, like, the linguist on, in the production crew. Right, And he went into heavy detail, like, figuring all this stuff out. I don't think that he would put, like, throwaway shit in there. That's true. Um,
0: I'm so. sure it means something. Mm-hmm. What do you think it means? I don't If know. you were the witch king.
1: If I was the witch king, I would be like,
0: holy fuck, I can't believe it. And that's what he's whispering as he's screeching. Welcome, welcome to our ASMR Nazgul <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> so there is this song that plays. It's the. It's called the Black Rider, and it's kind of like that. <laughs> I will. I'm
0: gonna. I'm gonna layer in the real song under what we're about to
1: say. Awesome. <laughs> but I don't know I'm... what he's saying because it, it says it here. And can you
0: pronounce this? Mm-hmm. I'm not really good at Adunaiic. Okay. I know more about Cinderin. <laughs> uh Nebabitham Maganame Net Habdam Dawrad Nepam Ned Abarataglar Ido Nidir Nenakanam Bari n Kafarad. So crazy. that's that's an old Manish language because okay. The because the witch king was once a man, and so were the rest of right. the man's So they would have spoken Adenaic, which is just an old
1: mannish language. That's really interesting. Yeah. It sounds evil, but probably <laughs> just because it's like because it's being
0: shrieked at you they're they're the
1: only ones using it now are these like evil ghouls basically right
0: hang on can you pause for just one second i want to get more information about adenaic i'm pretty sure it's just what they spoke in yeah it's just language of the west the dune d-u-n is west so it Mm. dunadine adenaic continue
1: so the english translation of that is we deny our maker we cling to the darkness we grasp for ourselves power and glory now we come the nine lords of eternal life
0: that's so metal that's <laughs> cool.
1: and i think that's actually what, what what that question came from about their own will is because right. we grasp for ourselves power and glory so i was like do they want the ring for themselves? that is very like, strange like, yeah um and i'm on this webpage, there's the lay of luthien right below it so i'm hey. just going to say the translation for like the song mm-hmm. um Tinu,
0: Tinuviel,
1: Tinuviel, the elven fair, immortal maiden, elven wise. About him, cast her night dark hair and arms like silver, glimmering.
0: I really like the lay of Luthien because it scans perfectly to Green Sleeves. Really? Yeah, try singing that with uh, "To Green Sleeves." No. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and do an experiment for yourselves at home. Look up the Lay of Luthien and check out how it perfectly, the rhyme scheme and the scansion, just they scan perfectly to green sleeves.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So a bunch of...
0: Yeah, thank you for looking that up. You know, That's super interesting.
1: Weird language stuff. It's um, strange
0: that so much of it seems contradictory to what I know of the Nazgul, that it's like we grasp for our own glory. Yeah. It was the first line, we deny our maker. Yeah. That's bananas
1: because they definitely don't well their maker isn't Sauron
0: oh right who is the okay maker of
1: men. so you're bringing me back around yeah we
0: deny our OG maker yes
1: <laughs> okay I'm back yeah. in it so he gets um, Frodo gets stabbed by what is called the Morgul blade. Mm-hmm. Um, a Morgul blade. A Morgul blade. So there's it's not like a the.
0: No, I think it's just like a category of blade. So what is this shadow damage? <laughs> is that what? <laughs> it, I think it would be necrotic. Yeah. <laughs> especially considering how Frodo reacts to
1: it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he he failed his poison save. Mm.
1: <laughs> and that's just like if you touch the blade of it. Like where do these blades? how do these blades come about? That's some pretty dark shit.
0: Oh, there's actually no information about it. Um, I assume that they're just forged in, like, Minas Morgul. They're just, like, made with dark powers and dark energies. Yeah,
1: and just, like, even if, like, a good dude used it and stabbed someone, it would still have the same effect. It's just, like, the blade itself. It's not, like, the wielder.
0: I believe so, yeah. It's just a bad knife.
1: Yeah. And then after um, Frodo is stabbed, then Strider comes back from, like... The bar. <laughs> well, he, he had
0: been out, like, checking out the perimeter of the whole mm. hill, which is very large. Yeah. And he didn't realize the Nazgul were there right away. Gotcha. Or or if he did, he was just at a disadvantage because they're on horses and he's not.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then he runs them all off. How?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so <laughs> glad that you asked this because... This is a movie scene that gets a lot of flack from <laughs> a
1: mortal ghost man I know, and I know. Like, oh. A regular man. Oh no, a man with a stick.
0: (laughs) This is a movie scene that gets a lot of flack from book fans because it's honestly not good and doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, So here is the book explanation. There are so many factors at play in the book that weren't present in the movie. So let's just, let's do this. Uh, Just three nights before this skirmish at Weathertop, the Nazgul had fought Gandalf also on Weathertop, so they were already hurting because Gandalf had done some damage. Oh. Yeah. The Witch King knows of the fearsome warrior Aragorn, and he thinks that if Frodo is the one carrying the ring instead of Aragorn, he must be even more powerful. And uh, during this fight, Frodo calls out to Elbereth, aka Varda, the Star Kindler. Okay. Uh, And invoking her name is both hurtful and terrifying to the Nazgul because she is goodness and starlight and they're just shitty wraiths.
1: And he knew that?
0: I think that Frodo kind of instinctively calls out to Elbereth because it isn't the first time he's done that. Okay. Or it won't be the last either. And Sam will do it also to Shelob way later. So I think it's also a case of divine intervention. Look at how much I'm not interfering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you need to call this name now. So <clears throat> Frodo, during this fight, is wielding a blade from the barrows, which is part of the Tom Bombadil misadventures. Yeah, uh, it's, it's The barrow knives were specifically made to fight the forces of the Witch King, like 1500 to 2000 years ago, by the other... Manish kingdoms that like also fought at Weathertop. Yeah. So these things are made to kill Nazgul. Witch kings. Witch kings. <laughs> I think it's witches king. <laughs> then Frodo in the book stabs the witch king with the barrow knife. And it's very effective because that's what that blade was made for. Yeah. The most important reason that Strider is able to run all these dudes off is that the witch king stabbed Frodo and busted off his knife in Frodo's shoulder. Okay. And there's no reason for him to stick around because that fragment of a Morgul blade will turn him into a wraith. Oh. So once Frodo is turned into a wraith, he will bring the ring to them.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That makes so much more sense than just like <laughs> Aragorn is so scary. I know.
0: I, I think... It's just it's just a hard thing to balance in the movie because yeah. you really want to set up like this is a huge scary fight. We need like these five terrible ghost men, but also the hobbits are all they're not combatants. So how do you balance that with Aragorn being the one guy who can do anything? Yeah. It is a bummer that Frodo doesn't get to stab anybody. That was a cool moment. Yeah, he
1: doesn't ever get to do that, does he? I don't remember any Frodo stabbings at any point.
0: No, all I can think of is Sam dealing with Shelob. Mm -hmm. I can't think of Frodo even doing violence to anything. (laughs) Maybe they were just trying to really drive home the Frodo as a pacifist angle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll go with with that. that.
0: (laughs) I'll give them that credit. Cool.
1: (laughs) Well, then that's it. And now. Stay tuned to find out what happens to Proto because I'm sure no one listening knows. Next time on Dragon
0: Ball Z. (laughs) We got a review recently and I want to very sincerely thank the person who wrote this review. Thank you, Cthulanoid, for your (laughs) five-star review. They wrote, Best series for Tolkien lore. I am so happy that these two sisters are doing this. Not only is it reigniting my memory of the lore, but my friends who didn't know it have exactly the issues with the lore that are being addressed. That is to say, they've seen the movies, but not read the books. As an added personal bonus to me, it has a feel to it that harkens back to the days where my older sister and I would discuss the mythos a heartfelt thanks to the two of them for doing this a heartfelt thanks to you Cthulanoid Thank thank you so much for rating so sweet that's going to be it for this episode of speak friend and enter thanks so much for listening if you liked what you heard please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes those reviews really help people find the show if you have a question or topic you want us to discuss, please email us at speakfriendpod at gmail.com. You can also check out the show's Twitter at speakfriendpod for official pod stuff. My personal Twitter is at askistwin, that's I-S-T-W-E-N, and Audrey can be found on Instagram at Audrey underscore, underscore Lynn, L-Y-N. Tune in next time for the answers to questions like what exactly is elvish medicine and are all orcs born from sensory deprivation mud baths? Until next time, muku torgizu turuguskin. Can I just get another take of may your beard continue to grow? Mm-hmm. Just do whatever. May your beard continue to grow. Give me another one with a hard D at the end of beard.
1: May your beard... <laughs> you <laughs> asshole! <laughs> may your beard continue to grow was that enough? I got a little vocal fry on grow then we'll keep doing Uh, it
0: may your beard continue to grow grow. may your beard
1: may your beard (laughs) continue to grow (laughs) may your beard (laughs) (laughs) but seriously say it again may your beard continue to grow Oh, well, that was beautiful. I didn't like that
0: one. Really? I loved that. Mm-hmm. Joke's on you because I said, use that <laughs> one anyway. <laughs> May your beard continue to grow. That was perfect. That's-